It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Just about everything that could go wrong did go wrong. The Auburn Tigers fall 70-59 to in front of a very animated crowd that was certainly let down um, on Saturday night. I'm Zach Blackerby. He is Daryl Daprich, and this is a special live edition of Locked on Auburn. And uh, Daryl, I mean, from poor shooting to Jalen Williams, Arguably your most important player. Looking like he had a pretty rough knee injury. You know, with him going down, nothing went Auburn's way tonight. Yeah, you know, here's the deal. Uh, This is a pretty easy analysis. One of the easiest ones we've done. Kentucky has dudes, okay? Let's just be honest. They got a bunch of blue chip guys. They got a bunch of five stars. They got NBA talent. The problem with Kentucky coming into this game and to this point of this year was no continuity no consistency and trying to fuse that group together to, to make a team. And they didn't guard. Okay. Well, when Kentucky is motivated and you have Kentucky's attention and Calipari has them, oh, you know, we're the underdog. Everyone loves Auburn. Game day is going to be there. They blew out South Carolina. I mean, sure. every single thing that Calipari could use to get Kentucky to be locked in. And again, had they that's a respect thing to Auburn. They had Auburn completely had their attention. When Kentucky is that way and takes it seriously and is engaged, they are the best team in the SEC, talent-wise, and when they play at that level. It's the team that beat North Carolina. It's the team that beat Miami. The problem mm-hmm. is they haven't shown that much this year because they've played too much individual basketball and refused to defend. Tonight, look, we can talk about Auburn shooting woes, Zach, but a lot of that, a lot of that is attributed to the way Kentucky guarded. Everything seemed hard. Now, they missed some open shots, but early on in the game, you could tell Kentucky disrupted Auburn's flow off ball. Sure. Yeah, but I, I still I still think the focus, though, is, and I get the effort thing, and, and you're right, Kentucky tried harder and played tougher tonight because they were motivated than they normally do. But Kentucky gives out points like it's nothing. Their whole strategy has been, we're going to outscore you. If you would have told me, and I'll ask you this too, Kentucky scores 70 against Auburn. I say Auburn covers the eight and a half point spread because they score 85. Like If you would have told me Kentucky was going to score 70, I would have taken that in a heartbeat, Daryl. Yeah, yeah. This is about Auburn's inability to score and a lack of offensive flow. And they were doing stuff that they just haven't done, and they haven't been successful doing. Auburn being 4 of 22 from 3 should never happen with this roster. The way this roster is built, they should be attacking the basket over and over and over and over again. And they didn't do it. They didn't do that. And it's it's extremely frustrating. Extremely frustrating. Your three-point shooting outside of Denver Jones tonight. Jalen Williams over 2. 
Trey Donaldson 0 for 1. Janai 0 for 3. He should never shoot three threes in a game. Never, unless he made the first two. Chris Moore 0 for 1. KD 0 for 2. Aiden 0 for 3. Aiden can't make anything like that's not right next to the basket. Chaney Johnson 0 for 2. He should not be shooting two threes in a game, especially the one where Auburn had some serious momentum and he just threw something up there. That was a bizarre shot. The, the, the shot selection, it's so frustrating. And I know Bruce Pearl wants to be seen by his players as you've got a green light. But at some point, at some point, Bruce Pearl's got to say, guys, you don't have the green light. We need to actually run the offense. Look, I've said this a lot on your show about how two things could be true at once. I get it that Auburn had poor shot selection. But again, if people watch the game not biasly, not frustrated. Kentucky forced Auburn into taking the shots that they took. Should they have taken 24 threes? No, they shouldn't have. They probably, the worst thing that probably happened was how well they shot it against South Carolina because they felt like they could come out and do the same thing. But Kentucky absolutely took away Auburn's inside game with their athleticism, with that big dude. They they basically baited Auburn into taking threes. And even when they did, it was off-ball screens. They were fighting through them. Auburn had no flow. You said it yourself. They had no flow. Well, they didn't have no flow because they were playing against air. They had no flow because Kentucky forced them to have no flow. Now, after the early – the tone was set and Auburn did have some open looks, they took some poor shots, quick shots, and kept shooting the three. That is the most frustrating aspect of a Bruce Pearl team. I wish from a discipline standpoint he would say – you're three or four of 24, stop shooting the three, especially, Zach, with the way the refs were calling the game. They were blowing the whistle. Yeah. They put Auburn to the foul line more than they did Kentucky. So take advantage of that. But again, I, the, Kentucky played different tonight from a defensive standpoint. And you can say, well, they, they normally give up 70 or 80. They do. And I would have taken exactly what you said. You tell me Kentucky scores 70, you I'm taking it. Auburn wins by 10. But Kentucky found some kind of defensive continuity with what they did to Ole Miss, too. That's two games in a row where they've deed it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe they're getting healthy. Maybe they're able to play more dudes. Now, here's the other thing that's frustrating. One of their best players didn't play tonight. Mitchell. Right. Their best rebounder and a guy that gives you 12 points a game did not play. How embarrassing is that? Yeah. I feel so bad for those students that have been out there for three days. And they were there. They showed up despite probably not getting a whole lot of sleep since Wednesday. Uh, that became a national story. I mean, you had to pay $500 to have a place to sit in that arena. And that's what you put out. Like, that's what you got to see. It's just frustrating, man. It is, it's but you know what? Like, what's the point I, I, of having big games if you can't win any of them? Like, well, what's the point? We got <laughs> the recency bias needs to stop. Auburn has played how many games have they played? Auburn in the last is one five in years? five against good teams, Daryl. They are oh, one in okay. five against but good teams. But you're talking about people having to pay five hundred dollars to get into arena and all the students camping out. How many times have the students camped out in the last five years in game day been there? Five years. That's the first game I think Auburn lost with game day there. They beat Kentucky a couple years ago. They beat AM. They've won some big games when Billis and the boys have showed up. Now, this year, you're, right. you're saying they're one in five. I get it. But this $500 a ticket thing, they've done that for the last three years. They've had game day there. They've camped out. You're right. And they've, That's fair. 
That's you, normally when they camp out and see games like this, they win. I mean, you know, that's why we joke about it being everybody's people talking about their, where their Super Bowl or whatever. You know, how many times has it been a Super Bowl? They, the the USC game, the Alabama game, Auburn won those games when they, then they camped out and the ticket was high. I get it. It's frustrating. But Kentucky has a lot of talent. But, I, I, you know, Auburn did, did do some stupid things that were self-inflicted. But Kentucky is not a scrub. I mean, Kentucky has been playing not to their capability and their potential, and it seems like they have flipped the switch to find a way to do that. Mm. So you're not as frustrated about this loss as I am, right? I mean, I think we're in agreement there. Is that fair to say? I am shocked about the loss. I thought Auburn was going to win double digits. I just did okay. not think – because I didn't think Kentucky was going to defend the way they did. I just didn't. I looked at trends – and said Kentucky hasn't stopped anybody all year, and Auburn's playing at home, and I looked at trends. I looked at history. Never did I expect Kentucky to guard the way they did and to all, for Auburn to shoot the way they did at home, and I dang sure didn't expect Jay, you know, Jalen Williams to tweak his knee with about eight minutes left to go in the game. That's potentially devastating. It I mean, is. obviously, it, it made it feel like there was no chance Auburn's going to climb back into it tonight, and we'll see if we get an update. On that tonight or not, but I mean, gosh, praying for Jalen Williams. That would be 15, devastating. That would be very devastating. And I wanted to say the 15 to 0 turnover points off turnovers, 15 points off turnovers in the first half. Sure. Absolutely can't. Auburn's usually the team that gets those. Mm-hmm. They're usually the teams that turn the team that turns that into transition baskets. They didn't. And look, you know, everyone can have an opinion. I respect everybody's opinion. That's great. To sit there and say Auburn stopped themselves and give Kentucky no credit for what happened tonight is just not being realistic. It's a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a great situation. Not a great situation. And it just sure. takes one night. Kentucky could be ter- terrible on defense all year, but it just takes one night to be good on defense for mm-hmm. it to make a difference in the game. It's just like a team that shoots threes terrible all year. But then they have that one game where they shoot at 50%. They're still in the lower percentile, but that one game, they did it. I think that's where we're differing on where we're coming from with this. Because I think this game said more about Auburn than it said about Kentucky. I mean, outside of beating Alabama at home, which was awesome, and South Carolina, it felt good, and the the, the fashion in which they beat South Carolina was awesome. That That was insane. But that you know them losing the LSU like that kind of makes that loss feel a little bit worse now, right? It does. But it really does. I, I mean, just when you look at what Auburn's done against good teams, and I'm not putting South Carolina there anymore. If you want to, we can. We could say, you know, two and five or whatever. But in these games that matter most, it's the ones where we've dropped the ball. And at some point, it's like, is this just who this team is? Like, is the SEC, is there a big gap? between the top four or five teams and Auburn's the last of that four or five team tier. And there's a massive gap and there's everybody else. And that's kind of what it's looking like now. When you say the, the big games Auburn lost, you don't think that at the beginning of the year, when Auburn had to go on the road to Arkansas, when Arkansas had beaten Duke and Auburn wins that game or goes on the road to Ole Miss or waxes Alabama at home or South Carolina was in the top 12 in the country. I mean, Auburn right. has Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Yeah. Record against good teams. I shouldn't okay. have said big games. I should say good teams. Right. Because sure. at the time, they had a big game feel. Now, they may turn out at the end of the year to not be such a big win. I get that. And having hindsight, 
is, you know, being able to look back on that is, is an advantage or a luxury. But at the time, they were big games. And you want to know why they were big games? Lose one of them and see what happened. Lose mm-hmm. to Alabama. Lose to South Carolina last Wednesday night. Lose on the road to Ole Miss and split with them. It, it takes on a completely different feel of the season. It does. I mean, I, I think losing tonight totally changed how you feel about it the changed, rest of the season. It changes what Auburn, in my opinion, what Auburn can accomplish, their goals and their expectations, especially if Jalen Williams, which we don't know how severe the injury is, but if he's out for any extended period of time, and Auburn has to go on the road at Tennessee and at Georgia, who gave you know Florida all they wanted today at home in Georgia. Um, I don't know. I think just you know, I I will say this. I think the week off comes at a really good time. Um, I think it really helps get some things refocused, restructured, especially but, especially with Jalen leaving the game early. Yeah, because either you give him extra time to heal, or you prepare for what it looks like without him. I mean, hopefully that doesn't happen, but you're right. As far as the timing, 100%, I'm there with you. Let it, let this sit a little bit. Let, let this sit a little bit and let Bruce Pearl and this coaching staff use that as motivation throughout the week. I, I'm 100% okay with that. I look at things like, um, yeah, I expect, so to, to, to further that point, I, I, I hope, don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm extremely disappointed in the loss because I felt like Auburn was going to win this game, and I'm surprised that they lost. Uh, I am for a variety of factors. Uh, no way. And I, even when it got to like five, I kept thinking, "Here comes the run. Here comes the run." Auburn's yeah, fixing to I'm take the lead. You. And three times, Zach, they had a chance to get it to win in three or two and missed open threes. Uh, didn't you know? Didn't drive it to the basket or whatever. I think if you can get it to two in a couple of those instances, I also where I would say some things were self-inflicted early in the first half. There were two possessions where Auburn had a chance to cut it to five and four. And I love Chad Baker Mazar, but he tries to go behind the back, and two times in a row he turns it over. It goes the other way, and Kentucky scores. That's a man. That's a it four been so point awesome swing. If he landed one of those though. Yeah, <laughs> it's a four crazy. point swing. But we got nothing right, off though. the bench. I feel like I think KD didn't play well. We know Aiden didn't play well. Trey didn't get play well. And the common theme there is that's all guards. And we, you know, from a guard perspective, and then you don't get anything from Jalen Williams, who you normally do, and it's you're doomed. You're absolutely doomed. Yeah, I mean, even before Jalen went out, I mean, he still played 24 minutes, which is less than Jalen would normally play, but one for five, had three points, no rebounds. Just wasn't a good game. No, and I I, I wonder, you know, if that's a – I don't know. It looked like he had some – I don't know if Kentucky's defensive – you know, what they did schematically, defensively took Jay Will out of the game. I mean, he looked like he had some open looks. I, mm-hmm. I know he missed some open threes that he normally knocks down, and that gets him going. It really does. Yeah, sure. But I think Auburn quit too early, gave up too early trying to score in the paint. I really do. I think that they just kind of – once Kentucky packed it in the paint and they took that away, Auburn just panicked and just stopped trying. Instead mm-hmm. of continue, Especially when, again, they're blowing the whistle and calling fouls. Yeah, no question. All right, Auburn has five games left. Five games left. Realistic expectations and the live chat drop what you think the record will be for Auburn's final five games. We dive into that and more on this game in just a moment. Right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Alumni Hall. Daryl, it's your favorite place to buy Auburn gear. It's my favorite place 
to buy Auburn gear. They've got three great physical locations in Auburn, Opelika, and Huntsville. I stopped by there yesterday, Friday, uh, to get a, a new Auburn baseball shirt to wear to the game that I ended up covering with a jacket because it was a randomly super cold this weekend. But still, uh, they've got all sorts of stuff over there at Alumni Hall. Three physical locations in Auburn, Opelika, and Huntsville. Daryl's with all three of them. He can vouch for all three of them. Or you can visit it online at alumnihall.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kubotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Five games left for the regular season slate for these Auburn Tigers. They go to Georgia. As you said, they're off in the midweek, so they don't play again until next Saturday. Georgia's not very good. That should be a win. That's not a win. Not good. Not good. They go on the road to Knoxville. Six o'clock tip in Knoxville on a Wednesday night. They host Mississippi State. You got to think that'll be a revenge game. They'll be hyped for that one. They go to Missouri on a Tuesday evening, eight o'clock tip. Missouri still hasn't won one yet, have they? Not that I know of. No, I, don't I don't think they have. If not, yeah. they've won one at the most. And then they wrap up the season hosting Georgia. So five left, Daryl. Your thoughts on what the record will be. Can I preface this by wondering if Jalen Williams will be in the lineup for those five games? I think that's a fair assessment because it's a completely different. Yeah, yeah I, for a question. I mean, I think it's a completely different team without him than with him. And I, I how, how, how big is the swing, do you think? Because I would probably say four and one with him. And I'd say two and three without him. I do. I think he's a two game. It's a two game swing with him. Maybe I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna push back on that. that so that's my I mean, answer. It feels with like him. a lot. Like that feels like a lot. But I'm not gonna argue it. I he's he's you know outside of Broom, he's Auburn's most important player. And he when 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 he plays well, Auburn is dang near unbeatable. Let's just be honest. They are. They you know they they absolutely pound people. And if he doesn't play. The rest of the year, and again, we don't know. It could be a strained need. Some of those look worse than they are. They feel worse than they are. I don't know. But his explosiveness is a big part of his game. And even if he comes back and he's not 100% healthy on that knee and you take away that leaping ability and that explosiveness, again, with him, healthy, 4-1. Without him, 2-3. And and Auburn limps into the SEC tournament with an 11-7 conference record and probably slides from the three line to the six line in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So some people are saying four and one's not realistic. And in a normal situation after tonight, I'd entertain that. I think it is, though, because of the five, you play Georgia twice, who's four and eight in the league. Missouri. <laughs> and then Missouri, it's on the road. I get it. They're 0 and 11. They're awful. They are terrible. And so, like, that's three of them. Mississippi State's at home for one. Two, they beat you earlier in the year. And revenge games, Auburn's good. Auburn's good in revenge games. So, I don't think four and one is crazy. I really don't. So, like, 
do you have Auburn losing on the road in Athens? Like, is, is that is that what makes it unrealistic? Is you just think Auburn's going to lose on the road? Like, I, I don't fully, I don't fully get the argument of why that's unrealistic. Because Jalen, I mean, let's just call a spade a spade here. Like, is Jalen great on the road? Like, even if you're losing him, and hopefully we don't. Hopefully we don't, because the depth is going to be crucial here. But as we talk this out, I think it's four and one with Jalen, three and two without. Yeah, I'll stick with the four and one with two and three without. Um, and I just think you could drop one of those games that you should win. I, I didn't think that Auburn was going to lose tonight against a Kentucky team that did not look good a week and a half ago. They were dead in the water. People were asking for Cow's head. He comes, they play Ole Miss at home, look good defensively. I thought, no way they're going to string two in a row. And I mean, Reeves went crazy. Edwards went crazy. I mean, they've yeah. got dudes fouled out, too. They were in foul trouble. Uh, so either Auburn didn't defend for all the people saying it's 100% Auburn and not Kentucky. Yeah, you're right. Auburn just let Kentucky blow right by them and lay it up in the basket and did not try to guard them. Kentucky did nothing. They did nothing. But, but Daryl, it's not like Kentucky blew up. I mean, I think this is below their average. Okay, look at what they shot. Pull up their stats. Pull up their stats what they shot. They didn't shoot it good from three in the second half, but I think they ended up shooting around 40% for the game. 44 from the floor. 44% from, from the field is 44 from the field's decent. And and then Auburn shot 30 something. I mean, again, look at the fouls. Look 30. at how much <laughs> look at how many fouls they had compared to Auburn. Auburn got the foul beneficial. The, uh, they got the benefit of the doubt with fouls, and Kentucky overcame that. Did, didn't Kentucky out-rebound Auburn? Yes, 39-36. So, what, I mean, so you're right. Kentucky young. didn't – Yeah, I mean, not you, but I'm just saying people that say Kentucky did nothing, you're right. Those balls just fell into their hand, out of the sky. They made no effort to get rebounds. But it's not an all-or-nothing thing. I mean, the, the, the argument they is – They caused turnovers. Is- they caused turnovers. They out-rebounded Auburn, and they shot at a better shooting percentage. They had a say in what happened tonight. That's sure, but playing. but but it's not an all or nothing thing. It, I still think it was more about Auburn than it was Kentucky. I, I think it could be both. I think you could sit, break it down and say it was just as much about Kentucky playing at a higher level tonight than it was Auburn absolutely wetting the bed. It's both. Auburn did okay. not play well. Auburn, you know, did, did made some self-inflicting wounds. Did not play at the level they're used to playing, and did some things that were stupid that were self-inflicted. But on the other side, Kentucky did some things well that they normally haven't been doing and caused some of that. I think it could be both. Yeah. yeah. The, the turnovers being Kentucky having 12 and Auburn having 11, but Kentucky scoring 23 points off turnovers versus Auburn's 10. Like, that's pretty staggering. And that's usually where Auburn's kind of, you know, now, some, some of those of mismatch. I'll be fair and be honest and say some of those turnovers were just unforced. Turnovers, air, bad passes, not you know what I'm saying. Not not Kentucky stripping the ball or stealing the ball. Auburn threw it out of bounds, or they made a bad pass, or they turned it over with it being a a, a self uh, self induced turnover and, and not being forced. But there were some that Kentucky, you know, when Katie put the ball on the floor and the dude stripped him. I mean, I don't know. I just saw a combination of both. I saw Auburn playing crappy and beating themselves at points during the game. And then I also saw Kentucky being the reason and 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 playing at a high level and getting it done too. Yeah. Yeah. They were sloppy. There's no doubt they were sloppy. 
For I, sure. I, they were. And and that caused them to fall behind early. But, you know, all that being said, uh, I, it was still amazing to me they were down 10 at halftime. I, I mean, I was like, what the heck? They, this this feels like it should be 16 to 18, you know? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the point guard situation at Auburn? It's concerning. It's it's really concerning because when Trey Donaldson plays well, I start to buy into that. I start to buy Trey Donaldson's stock and think that the point guard position is solved, but he disappears too much. There's no consistency. Mm-hmm. And if when he plays well, Auburn plays at a really high level. Aiden has disappeared. Okay. I'm just gonna say it. I hate it. He's a freshman. He's almost unplayable at this point. He hit he misses shot after shot after shot. Won't put it on the on the floor to go to the rim. Uh, it's you know, it, it's a weakness, and teams will expose it. Teams will expose that weakness when they know you don't have a point guard that's willing to or that's able to run the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like Trey's mindset. It just seems to be hit or miss. But I mean, I don't think Trey is the problem here. But you know, if you want to play Aiden less minutes, it's like I don't know what you do. Because then, with the way the three points, three point shots are falling, like, do you want to put Denver at the one? Like, I know some Auburn fans are excited about that, and I get it. It's exciting. It's different. It's new. It's something fun to look at. But over the course of forty minutes, like, I I kind of want Denver just shooting, you know, being off ball at at the two. So I I don't know if that's the best thing. I think he looks more comfortable at the two. Um, I, I just wonder if you have no choice. And the only thing I would say that's a positive about Denver Jones playing the one is he's your best free throw shooter. And anytime you can get anytime you can get the ball in the hands of your best free throw shooter more often, and at the point guard position you do, then that's but that's beneficial. But yeah, I like him coming off the ball. I just I don't know. Trey's gonna have to, you know, play more efficient minutes, and Aiden's gonna have to step up, or you're gonna see Denver Jones play more minutes at the point guard. Yeah. So we'll see what happens moving forward. We'll see what happens moving forward. So we'll uh, we will be back on Locked On Auburn Monday morning, and obviously we'll do our next postcast after Auburn and Georgia this upcoming Saturday. Daryl, how can people check out everything that you've got going on? Uh, you can follow me on X DAP sixty four ten, and then I'm with you Wednesdays and Fridays on Locked On Auburn. And after, yes, we won't obviously we'll not have a show basketball show during the week because we are off. Auburn has its bye week. That's right. Yeah, so we'll be back in postcast form uh, next Saturday. Guys, please like the video. Please subscribe to the channel, and we will uh, we'll see you on Monday. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 